So tonight, let's just get into the Word. Um, I'm talking tonight about perfect peace, the, the, the peace that comes from God. I want to talk about how it got to us, and I want to talk about how vital that peace is to your life, because if peace isn't in your life, then you're going to be worrying, you're going to be fretful, you're going to deal with anxiety constantly if you don't have the peace of God in your life. And so, so the title of my message tonight is that perfect peace produces a worry-free life. Kind of a long title, but uh, it's what I want to talk about tonight. I, I, I feel like it's vital to being a truth that is deposited into people's lives. And so uh, we're not here for very long uh, each of our service times right now as we're doing these online. We're not here very long, but I, I, I'm going to just try to, to put together a, a message and deliver to you tonight what I think is, is a key to your life in living victorious, and that is operating in perfect peace. Can we? Well, we're going to look at the Scripture. You know, because the Bible, the, the, the verses of Scripture that we read, they have to answer that, and they have to support that. And so um, I want to start in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, and it says, Be anxious for nothing. Be fretful or worried about nothing. Well, that kind of seems impossible, but it wouldn't be in the Word if it wasn't doable. I believe it's doable. It's a choice every day not to give in to worrying and worry and anxiety and, and anxiety. I'm going to get it. Anxiety or fretfulness, just giving in to those kind of things. It's a choice every day. So he said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. He said, instead of being anxious, be thankful and be grateful to God. He said, and let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, the peace of God, which surpasses all of your understanding, which a lot of times doesn't make any sense. You can be at peace when in the natural, your mind's saying you ought to be really upset. You can be in peace because it's God's peace. It's not your peace. And I'm going to show you in the word that it says that. And he said that that peace will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. There's another verse of scripture in 1 Peter chapter 5 and, and, and verse 6 and 7, and it says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting your cares, that casting your worries, casting anxiety, casting fretfulness, things that you could worry and be upset about, casting those on him. You know, I believe that this is absolutely true, that when you don't, when you live a life where you don't cast your care, it's because of one of two things. Number one, you've never been taught how to do that. Or number two, maybe you've been taught, but you choose to do it thinking that you can do a better job of it. You can, be a, you can do a better job of handling situations that you face. Well, I'm telling you that that's pride, and so it just said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God by casting your care. That's how, what true humility is, is casting the care and saying, you know what, God, I don't understand it, but I'm believing that you're going to empower me to do it. You know, the thing about it is God won't do things for you, but he'll help you do them. 
He wants us to come to him for the advice because you know what? The truth is he knows everything about everything. And he lives in us by the person of the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of us. So we, we can know the answer to every situation in life if we turn to him. Not within ourselves, but to him. Because I'm telling you right now, you're not a good leader of your life. You're a good follower of him who created your life. And then when you do what he says, then you're doing things that are accomplishing areas in your life that it looks like you're leading, but your confidence and your trust is in him. So we have to learn how to do that. And I'm telling you, the only way we can do that is to operate and live in perfect peace. Is it doable? Can it be done? I'm telling you that it can. And the only reason I'm telling you it can is because he said it, it it's possible. Um, Another verse I want to look at, just a, a piece of a verse found in Philippians 2 and 12, just the last part of the 12th verse. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, that, that, that's a kind of a difficult word because, you know, the Bible says that we're saved by, by faith through the grace of God. We're saved, that we don't have to do anything for that except confess with our mouth and and believe in our heart. If you're not saved today, that, there's no better day than today to get born again. And that's the way you do that. But this salvation he's talking about right here is the salvation of your soul, the renewing of your mind, bringing thoughts captive in your mind. That's the key to success in life. He said, work out your, your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, with going to God and honoring God, humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God so, so that as you're casting the care, now you're replacing worry with peace, worry with confidence, worry, you know, with this knowing on the inside of you that God's got the answer for your situation. I don't care what it is. He has the answer, but it's a choice every day. So we have to be taught these things. Well, I'm sharing with you tonight just some nuggets of some things that if you'll do something with it, it'll change and revolutionize your life. I've heard this statement for many, 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 many years that one word from God, something that you can hear being preached or talked to about or somebody talking to you about something in the word, one word from God can change your life forever. And, I'm, and, and I am... I'm a testimony of that because many words at different times in my life have, have transformed my life because I've chosen to do something with them. And that's what you have to do with word like I'm bringing you tonight. You got to take what I'm saying. You got to go to the word yourself and you got to spend some time getting to understand what I'm saying and what it really means. I'm sharing things with you that I've not perfected in my life, but I've developed in my life. I'm not sharing with you something that I just heard someone else preach and, and then I, it sounds like a good idea idea and I'm sharing it with you. I'm sharing things that I've heard preached, but I've now applied to my life and now I'm sharing out of the overflow that's inside of me. I really believe that this really works. I really believe that I can operate every day of my life in perfect peace if I choose it. Only if I choose it. <clears throat> so I want you to think about this today. <clears throat> That salvation of the soul, the renewing of the mind, is vital. And, and, and someone might say, so how, how, do, how do I get to that place? Well, I want to tell you of two things that you have in you. If you're born again, you have these two things. 
that are, that are, that are available to you. They're there available and, and they'll work for you if you're born again. If you're not born again, one of them's there and the other one is there, but it's not working yet. There's two things in your life that you, that you can know are with you every time you face anything in life. Number one, the Spirit of God. If you're born again, you, the, the Holy Spirit and your human spirit have become one. And He's with you always. So anytime you face something, He's there. The second thing that's there, that's always there, is faith. The measure of faith was dealt to every human being at conception. When, 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 when every human being was conceived, the, 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 the portion of faith was dealt to them. Everybody's been given a measure of faith. Now, whether you develop that faith or not uh, is up to you. It's a choice every day, but it's there for you to turn to, to help create the answers that you need to overcome uh, fretful situations, worrisome situations that you face in life. Everybody faces them. Everybody does. It's not, I'm looking for a life where there's no more worry at all. No, I'm looking for a life where I'm convinced that when the potential to worry is there, I don't have to give into it. I can choose not to. And that's what I'm talking about from Scripture tonight that is so vital. So those two, th those two things, um, the Holy Spirit and faith are there for you in everything that you face. Now, I want to look at this perfect peace that Jesus produced for us. And there's many, many, many scriptures that we could go to to look at this, but I'm just going to give you just a few as I bring this message to a close here in a minute. Um, in Isaiah 53 in verse 5, and I'm going, to, I'm going to read this Isaiah verse out of the NIV translation. But in Isaiah 53 in verse 5, it says this, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. The punishment that brought all of humanity peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Now, I want you to just, I want to give just some other uh, synonyms for these different words just to make it a little bit more clear. Transgressions, uh, another word for transgressions is rebellion. It says in, in this verse, he was pierced for our rebellion. We don't have to be rebellious people. Iniquities, another word for iniquities is sins. Chastisement, Another word for chastisement is this punishment that he took so that we could live in peace. And his stripes and wounds, he took on himself. In other words, what we should have been given, what, what, what we should have gotten, he took on himself so that we could live worry-free because of this supernatural peace. It's there for us, and it's there for the taking. And I'm telling you, it's doable every single day. But what has to be worked out? Our soul salvation, the salvation of our soul, of our mind. We have to work out replacing thoughts of doubt, unbelief, and fear 
with thoughts of this assurance and peace and knowing and hope and faith that God is already there to reveal to us. Listen, anything that you face, if you're born again today, I don't care what you face, I don't care what you're facing right now in the world and the season that we're in right now. Whatever you face, the Holy Spirit's there and faith is there. And I'm telling you, you can overcome anything if you learn to develop a relationship and learn how to listen to Him. I want to read this verse in three verses in Luke chapter 8 because I want to make a point about something in the form of what Jesus took on himself. We don't have time to talk about it today, but, but in that Isaiah scripture, if you read on, the, the Bible in one translation says that he was so mutilated that he was unrecognizable. He was unrecognizable because of, of the price that he paid. I really like the way the NIV said it. The punishment on him that brought our peace. His punishment for our peace. And in, in talking about getting the revelation that we need from the Word of God, that there, there are hindrances to the Word becoming revealed to us, making it real to us. And in Luke's account of the parable of the sower, I'm just going to read three verses. In the parable of the sower, it's, it's in, in Luke 8 and verse 7, it said that talked about the different soils that the seed fell on. And it said, some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up, and it choked it. In the 11th verse, it says, as, as Jesus talks about the parable of the sower, and then he goes into the, the understanding or the interpretation of what he had been saying. And in verse 11, he says, now, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. So verse 14 defines what, defines what this soil is really about, and it's a condition of a person's heart in life. And it says, now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they heard, they go out and are choked with cares. They're choked with cares. They go out and they're choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity in their life. No fruit. Well, I want to talk about the thorn just for a minute. And we know, and I don't have time to go into it tonight, but we know that part of what Jesus, part of, of the mutilation that he received in his physical body was a crown of thorns on his head that were beaten so far down in to his skull that they came down into the brain area and, and really potentially messed with his ability to think properly. I'm, I'm serious. That's how bad it was in what they did to him. But I want to talk about what a thorn is. And a thorn in this case represents cares in this context, represents cares. And the thorns choke the word. The cares choke the word. When you 
hold on to the cares and you don't cast the cares and you think you're better at handling what you have to face than God is, then it chokes the word. The word doesn't become what it needs to be. The strength and power that it wants to be, it was designed to be for you. Holy Spirit was designed to reveal the truth so we can know how to operate in, in, in this life. A thorn is defined as a point. It's a point that pierces. The thorn is defined as a point that pierces. Jesus' thorns in his head represented the mental anguish the mental anguish that we go through on a day-to-day basis at different times, things that we deal with in our soul, that mental anguish He took on Himself. And now what we do is we realize the Holy Spirit's in us, faith is in us, and every day it's a choice to choose to cast the care and the worries and the fretfulness of life onto Him because He cares for us and He can handle it so much better than we can do it. Then what He does, it doesn't mean that God just removes the issues and the problems that are out there, but He shows you how to walk through them. He's a master at it. And Jesus was beaten and abused and the thorns on His head were for our mental anguish. Because I'm just telling you today, the only ability that the enemy has in your life is in your thoughts. He has no other ability. We read on Sunday, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. He's defeated. But what he has is getting you to believe in what you see and how you feel instead of believing in the promises of God and believing that the Holy Spirit in you and the faith in you is enough to overcome anything that you face. And every day, you can choose this perfect peace. Mm. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound, and a well-balanced mind. A well-balanced mind. The Bible says that fear involves torment. Jesus took it. Listen, I don't care how many mistakes you've ever made. There's not a one of us that deserve to be able to walk in this perfect peace. It's not about deserving. It's about choosing it. I choose to say, whatever I face... God's already got me covered. God has made a way for you, even when it seems like in your natural mind that there's no way. He's already made a way for your life. And I promise you, He will see that through in your life if you will give Him the time in your life to show you how real that He really is. You can be born again and not know Him. Being born again is like meeting Jesus. But, but developing that salvation of the soul and understanding His nature and who He is teaches you how to be a recipient of the promises of God. Wow, what a great thing. I just encourage you today to learn, even in this time when we've got more time supposedly at home and those kind of things, just make sure that you're spending as much or more time in developing your relationship with God so that you can have the tools to be able to overcome anything that you face. I want to end with this this passage in in John chapter 14. And in the first verse, 
Jesus says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. <laughs> I mean, there's not a better statement. That, that was before the cross. There's not a better statement on this side of the cross to believe in Jesus. I'm telling you today, do not let your heart, your soul, your mind, any part of you be troubled. You, you say you believe in God? Well, believe in Jesus, the living word. Believe in this word, and it'll set you free and liberate your life like you've never seen before, ever. And he says it again in verse 27. And here we find, in verse 27 of John 14, here we find what Jesus truly did for us. Verse 27. He said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, but the peace that I was mutilated for and that I overcame and I rose and I walked on the earth again and I ascended at the right hand of the Father and now in all authority, dominion and power, that's where I am. I've given you my peace. So we don't have to go through all the things that he took upon himself. He liberated our life. He said, my peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And what is that? That's a command that requires a choice. That's a command. That's not an option. It's a command. But it's an option whether you choose or not. I don't know about you. I choose Jesus. <laughs> I choose him. You say you believe in God. But he said, but believe in me. I'm choosing today to believe in Him. I'm believing that you're choosing today to believe that He's more real and He's greater than anything that you face, that there is nothing in life to worry about. Oh, come on, Pastor. What do you mean there's nothing to worry about? I'm saying there's a lot of opportunities to worry, but there's nothing that we can worry about that's going to add anything to our ability to fix it casting it onto Him, receiving His wisdom from His Spirit, having the faith to overcome. He's already given us the tools. We just have to choose to develop it. I'm believing that for you today.